She's back. Dawn Dantzler from Tilson Helms, one of our favorite people, NAHB Silver Award winner. Let's just go ahead and say it. Future gold winner. Is that Jensen? <laughs> Probably. We're, we're recording this on uh, December 16th. So just uh, make sure you play it before the actual right, ceremony. Yes. Well, and- no, I, now I'm going to get accused of knowing something. I don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> and actually all five of the silver award winners are one way or another connected to do you convert. So it's really hard to pick a favorite, but you're my favorite. Cause you're in front. That's why it's all for my kids. When I duck each one of them into bed, I'm oh, like, yeah, absolutely. I whisper in their ear, you're my favorite. <laughs> so they're all sure that they're, they're my favorite. Don, I, I asked Don to come on today to talk about something that neither one of us are experts in. I don't think anyone uh, in the industry is an expert in, but I, I knew she would be the right person to have a conversation that could make both of us look very silly, but she's brave enough because she goes on Facebook live for hours <laughs> at a time with the potential to look silly of talking about short-term video content in particular versus long-term long form short, short form and long form video content. So what we're talking about is reels, TikToks versus 10 minute, 30 minute, one hour, uh, two hours, two hours. I mean, I'm, I'm currently in the middle of a podcast that is five and a half hours long, a single sit down interview um, between two people on a topic that is really fascinating. So my bias, maybe because I'm an introvert, maybe because, um, I just am obsessed with learning. I don't feel like I can learn as much as, as like the important things I can learn the easy things on short form, but long form, I can learn more in depth on a topic. So, so that's, that's my bias. Don is maybe your bias too, or that's where you are anyway at Tilson is long form. Yeah. We're, we're definitely the long form experts. I was telling you before this started, I, it, our shortest videos, two minutes, and that's very rare. Um, you know, the majority of our videos are our, live streams, which rarely go less than an hour. Um, our record on there, those are two hours. Uh, so I definitely do have a, a long form bias. I think the short term stuff can be entertaining as a teaser, but I don't know what you're actually going to get out of it. Um, yeah. as far as progressing a customer down the road, I think you get a lot of noise and, Oh, look, look at the views. It's that pretty. And you know, maybe not a lot of action after. Yes. If it sounds like there's hail on the podcast, it's just the movers upstairs dealing with my son's um, hundred golf ball collection. It sounds like that's bouncing all over the hardwood <laughs> floor. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Awareness is is one thing. Education or truly helping the customer through the shopping process is another. And um, mm-hmm. by the time this comes out, you'll have heard other thoughts of mine on that topic. But let's let's talk about the pros first of, of short form, because we're already there in terms of okay. um, it, it's, intri- it's intriguing. It's, it's eye catching, um, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, so helps with broad awareness. And I think if Andrew were here, he would also argue that, and, and some of the other marketers that interact with that, that are partners of ours would say the same thing. I was on a call with someone and they said, I learned so many travel hacks from watching TikTok. I love it. It's a great educational resource. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. All right. So, so quick tips, uh, hacks, um, maybe the thing that you would learn if you spent 10 minutes Googling something on your own, you could learn in 30 seconds on a, on a reel or, or a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Like maybe how to some like educational stuff about your home, but, um, you know, how to change the screens, how to change the HVAC filter, maybe something 
something along those lines as mm-hmm. far as tips go, but I just don't, I don't know advancing the sale, like how maybe, yeah. Oh yeah. We're definitely going to get there. Maybe two. um, I'm still trying to give more benefits. Uh, benefits. another okay. one would just be how, how many different clips, uh, or reels you could pump out over a given time period. So the frequency. Yeah. Well, I think output. you can reach more people who maybe have a shorter attention span. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's easier to get better metrics. So percent viewed on oh. the video, if it's shorter. Um, yes. so I, I can see why you would do it for like internal marketing purposes of look how, how great and well accepted our videos are. Um, mm-hmm. and I think there, I think you can have a lot of fun with it. Um, bingo. I think that's, another. and it's a minimal, you know, if you're looking for something like that, it's kind of a minimal investment of time, um, mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. The equipment, um, or the setup or preparation, it, this could definitely go either way. If you, yeah. uh, if you watch something on YouTube. Uh, that shows like behind the scenes of a really cool, uh, shot. You can see that some, sometimes it is equally difficult, technically speaking to pull off something interesting that's short-term, mm-hmm. but I think, um, that's all I can come up with in terms of, uh, n- and not that those aren't, again, I don't, neither one of us would say you shouldn't do any short form content or, yeah. or never do it. I think it's also, it could be good in leading to your longer form content mm-hmm. to kind of the, the teaser. Yeah, the on-ramp. The, yeah. So to speak. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that is something we've talked about for a while of even something as short of a form as a, a Google display remarketing banner ad, you mm-hmm. could in theory, make one of those for every significant piece of content you make and toss it out there as an incredibly short form <laughs> Here's three panels. Yeah, actually, to be fair, we do have one of those that we do run. We have we have an ad that introduces our construction series. So we do have a 30-second YouTube ad that leads into mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's kind of birthed out of the long-form content that you've already made. Right. Okay, so before we get into the benefits, actually, as a transition point, uh, we talked about this briefly before we hit record. I, I just think an analogy that might be helpful for the folks listening is when it comes to SEO or, or creating content for organic purposes versus running Google ads uh, or keywords based upon mm-hmm. terms that you want to show up for. One is very quick results, right? you, but more expensive. And one, um, some people never even get there. I mean, a lot of builders and companies in general never create much of an organic presence because they just don't have the attention span for it. It's like, man, I got to wait months or maybe even years to, right. to box out the competition. But it, I, I think that's the analogy between short form and long form. And my hunch from watching you, and this is where your expertise is going to outpace mine, is the first time you guys started doing Facebook Live, it probably felt awkward I don't know how, I don't know if you know how many people we, showed we up. We might have, we might have gotten mocked on a, a, <laughs> a do you convert presentation? Um, really? We might, have, we might have been a what not to do. Holy cow. Did, yeah. Is that true? Yes. Tell me more. Yeah. Cause I don't remember that. So Mr. Kevin Oakley actually like put guy? up. Yeah. Who's that guy? We all forgot about him. Um, yeah, this. you actually, in one of the, at the beginning of, of the COVID shot shutdown, you actually put up, um, a screen in one of your presentations that was Eric doing the math for easy buy. Oh, and you were yes. like, don't do this. No one wants to watch this. 
And I actually commented and Mike called you out on it. And then you kind of backpedaled a little bit. You were like, okay, well, Tilson can do this, but nobody yes. else can do this. Yes, 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 yes. Don't go live. Don't, don't, don't do that. Okay. Again. Now it's coming back to me. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because Eric actually called me later that afternoon. He's like, what happened? Because everybody was emailing him going, like, I thought what you were doing was really good. I don't know why Kevin said that. So yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, that that's that now you are correct. I did do that. And for the record, that video of Eric doing math for 15 minutes with an hour and a half of questions um has over 12,000 views on YouTube. Wow. That yeah. And, and <laughs> so I think it, I think what I was railing against, I'm going to keep backpedaling. We'll see if I can backpedal fast enough. <laughs> and this is why but I yes, love it. was awkward. If you watch it, no, it's, it's very, if I'm, you had I'm to sticking with this here. I really, in the I, question. at <laughs> the time, there were a lot of experts in the industry who mm-hmm. primarily work with salespeople who were saying, your models are closed. Your salespeople are going crazy. Just stick them in front of a camera and do something because they're, yeah. they're going crazy. They have nothing else to do. And so just give them, give them the ability to make content and push them out to the world. And, and that's really what I was railing against. And I shouldn't have picked you guys as the example, but that idea of just go out and, and take a video of yourself in front of a sign and, and talk to people about randomness for 30 seconds. That's a great sales tactic. Do that (laughs) and more of it. And, And now all salespeople are marketers that, that was yeah, no, we don't. And, do and so it was an easy screenshot for the presentation to be like, look, there's a guy in front of a whiteboard. Really? Like that's not, that's not <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that goes back into even, even my bias back then of um, who is the content for? Right. And, and so would you say that your primary, who, well, let me just ask you, who is your primary um, profile that you're trying to to inform or connect with when you do a two hour Facebook live, who is it? Who, who are you creating that for? Uh, we're creating it for like the, the initial, you know, idea behind it is that we were creating it for our, you know, our prospects, uh, cause our seminar, our long form seminars in person were always a big part of how we got people moved down because, you know, we are exclusively built on your lot. Um, and if you've never done that on your own property, it is a very different process than building from a production, you know, from, from going into a community where they've already put in utilities, they already handled everything to, okay, you've got your land and okay, let's talk about what a septic system is like terms you've never heard of. What's a culvert? What is all of this? And so moving them down and reassuring them that it's okay. Everybody's going to be all right. Um, It's kind of morphed from that because we've spent so much time with these customers because we do that almost weekly that these prospects feel like they know us and they're our friends and we have frequent viewers. So now it's like a mix. It's both for like new people coming in. It's for people who are already under contract. It's for people who are already under construction, but it's very focused to like, we already, like you own your lot and this is something that you want to do. So we're really looking to educate. Um, and just tolerate what's going on. Yeah, I think that's that makes complete sense to me because if you were just to start a brainstorming session right now with the average builder in America and say, okay, what type of content should we should we think about creating to bring brand awareness and top of funnel mm-hmm. uh, traffic and interest to us? I'm not sure you would say, let's do a two hour anything. Right, yeah, absolutely. You've got to have something to say. Um, 
And I also and I would kind be, of have a controversial opinion about brand awareness and building. Oh, like, let's I, I've <laughs> by all means, Don. That's one of the reasons you're my favorite. Is the controversy is not something you're afraid of. So I think like if if you think anybody outside of the actual market um, has any brand awareness of your builder in a good way, I think that you're deluding yourself. Like people who are not actually shopping for a home could not name a builder except to tell you a horror story. So I don't, I think that's one of the other reasons I don't really buy into like short form and let's let them know, let them know about our brand. Like nobody cares about your brand. They care about your home. Um, and in like the typical production side, like they care about where your community is. Like they don't really have a big emotional attachment to mm-hmm. your company name. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk more about this, even though, again, you've probably heard this by now um, when this episode goes out. I really, the more I've thought about it, there's, there's really three phases of the consumer journey. Mm-hmm. And, and again, this is something else that I've screwed up besides calling out Eric incorrectly on that webinar is <laughs> we used to use words like people shop online for mm-hmm. six months, a year, up to two years before they show up in your sales office or become a lead. I think shop is the incorrect word. I think they're researching. Yeah. And I absolutely. think the content that a consumer needs and the and that usefulness even of brand to what you're talking about is different in the research phase. Um, mm-hmm. we, go, we go into that a whole lot more, but the research phase is essentially when, when the consumer says to any type of sales individual, get the hell away from me. I don't need you. I'm just looking. I'm just researching. Yep. And when we are in a retail store, sometimes that, that changes from researching to active shopping like that. And that's when we're like, oh crap, I got to go tell that person. I do need your help because uh, I do want to buy something in the store. But um, I think what, what I'm agreeing with you on is the research phase is, is the purpose of exclusion. Who are mm-hmm. all these on your lot builders that I could do business with? What is pricing like in my marketplace? What's a reasonable expectation? What's an unreasonable expectation based around pricing? You're just kind of absorbing information and, and excluding people who are not a fit. Typically, in most things that we interact with, that's where the brand has the most to say. Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of value to creating a sale. I'm not talking about price or perceived value, but the, um, and I think there, yeah, in in our, in the built on your lot sandbox, the brand can become more important because we're competing over the same, like the land exists. So you could pick any builder. Exactly. Exactly. That's in in a, Um, right, right. In a community situation, it doesn't matter as much because if you don't build in that physical location, you're already excluded from my set. I'm not, I'm right. not considering you. But I do think to to your point, um, the the brand with a capital B and with a little B in terms of how you're interacting with that customer in home building, uh, I'm going to say a general statement, which is always means someone's going to come up to me and say three years from now, you said whatever, but I don't care. <laughs> you said my YouTube video was awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's It's more important in the shopping phase where someone is already excluded you down to a narrow list of people, because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about things like warranty and customer service and things that were kind of tertiarily important, but not primary when I was in the research phase. Right. You know, research is, do you build something I like? Do you build it in an area that I wanted in? And is it within my price range? So yeah. I, I, I agree with your controversial statement. Um, quite a bit, actually. Although I do, 
I try to change how I talk about it when I feel like the industry is changing. There's times where mm-hmm. the industry has become as a whole overly focused on metrics, 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 and only metrics. And that's when I try to talk a little bit more about brand. And then there's times where everyone's just metrics don't matter. I'm like, well, let's bring this. Mm, so, yeah, I'll, I'll never be on that matter. bandwagon. Metrics matter. Um, so now let's let's talk about because of my SEO analogy. Just you've done this long enough now. After yes. after being used as an example based upon the metrics of how many people showed up and what happened initially. Now mm-hmm. now flash forward. How lo- how long have you been doing this? A year and a half. Eighteen months. Yes. Like that. Yeah, we've done eighty three episodes. Um, so how many people show up on any given two, you guys broadcast on Tuesdays, right? Yes. Any yeah, given we, Tuesday. We, we moved it to Tuesdays. Uh, we That's the name of your future Netflix documentary, by the way, any given, any given Tuesday? Tuesday, the story of Tyson <laughs> Holmes. Yes. There you go. Um, we average out at about 75. Sometimes it's lighter. Um, I jinxed myself when I was talking to Andrew and, and gave him like a minimum number. So I won't do that anymore because we mm. fell below that minimum. But <laughs> on, on average, it's about 70, 75 people. And what's been interesting about that is that we do now, we have regulars. Like we have people who moved into their house four months ago who are still tuning in, um, who are telling us, you know, hey, and, and you know, doing all that. And it's It's been a great it's helped us a lot because it's made us able to build really close relationships um, with our customers. Uh, so it's a little bit of a guard against in an unhappy situation. They come to us via Facebook before they yeah. go blast the Google. Um, <laughs> so that's been helpful. And it also gives us an opportunity. You know, We are very transparent. So I would never recommend that anybody do what we do if they don't have buy-in and preferably somebody pretty high up in the company on the actual videos. Um, because we, we get real, we had a episode where we talked about lumber prices mm-hmm. um, and we, you know, every week talk about, here's the reality of the supply chain and here's what's going to happen with windows. And you might only get half your plumbing fixtures and, you know, we're, we're going to get you the rest, but we, we honestly don't know when, um, yeah. and we're all kind of doing the best we can. And I'm playing a mental trap or a mental game with the audience here, because I know as soon as you said the number 75, there's mm-hmm. people listening who are like, oh, well, that's not a big number. Why, why is Dawn the person? Kevin should talk to me. Cause when I, you know, whatever. And, and you think again about where those 75 are in process. Well, that's just live. Right. Cause people come back and watch them later. Yes. Uh, back to your 12,000 on the, on the whiteboard finance video where the majority of the, of the metrics actually come from is, mm-hmm. is the afterwards. So that's, it's enough people for us to be talking to. And also keep in mind, it's Tuesday at two o'clock in the afternoon. So <laughs> right. if much more people were on our, our, our live, I would worry about their ability to actually buy the house. Cause do you have a job? Are you yeah, doing it? That's what I say. Every time I go to Kroger, do people work anymore? Yes. Yeah. Like what is this? Um, and that was one of the things that was really cute when people went back to the office, we had a couple of people who would log on like real quick at the start and be like, I actually had to go back to work. I'm going to watch this tonight, but I just want to say hi. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. So, so the live 75 is definitely enough to have engagement mm-hmm. and to create a feeling of community, which is something yeah. that I think, oh, I know has, has happened more so as a result of this long form content. Yeah, those people feeling more invested um, and a greater sense of community. And so then when someone watches back, not live, 
that still kind of bleeds through. You can tell that it wasn't just mm-hmm. you and Eric talking to each other uh, about lumber prices, but you were taking questions, you're interacting, you're sharing that engagement. So I think that's yeah, it. and we take every question, even the even the bad ones. Um, yeah. So the the metrics um, we could share more impressive sounding metrics, but just. Uh, everyone trusts us that the metrics are great in terms of total views. And again, when we're talking about um, total minutes would be a more impressive sounding metric, right? Of Do you want hours? Oh, let's do hours. Yeah. Okay. So since we 60. started, I, this doesn't include the last couple episodes, but um, we've had 26,560 hours viewed in 2021. Yeah. So this is uh, how to lie with statistics. You've had 1.6 million minutes of content viewed. And now you also have have a library of content that not isn't going to be made into viral TikToks. We can talk about the importance of that or lack thereof next, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, you now have a library of content that people can watch whenever they want to that could be edited into shorter form snippets uh, if yes. desired. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to have any dancing on it. No, but we might, it, we have talked about like taking a couple of sound bites because there are always, you know, frequently asked questions that would be yeah. you know, helpful to And I think to even um, Andrew talked about this one time on the podcast, and we've seen a lot of this since then, of people slicing up a two minute sound bite and using animation or, or memes or other things kind of over top of it so that you can mm-hmm. kind of cross the streams between short form and long form and, and entertainment and education, and turn it into edutainment uh, as an on-ramp. But that's all there. Um, and right. and also, you guys use a tool that I, I've been following for a long time, um, and I've tested it. I, we don't use it actively at Do You Convert, but um, talk a little bit about Descript, if you would. So I think that's a fun little... Yeah, it is a fun... Tool. It's a really great tool if you need a fast transcription, because um, you can just import your video straight into it, um, and it'll it'll transcribe. It identifies the speaker's but it also lets you go in and do some, you know, easy editing. Um, if you're not really into the software, you can go in and take out the filler words. And um, if you want to get really, really advanced in it, you can record your speech into it and change the words. So yeah. If you're trying to repurpose into a podcast. Um, That's where I've, I've, that. I've messed around with it because my friend Jeff Turner got me onto the program a couple of years ago and you have to read uh, as much as you want to read, it makes it sound even better, but you read basically the Wizard of Oz is what I've had to do. And um, if you read it for 60 minutes, it can recreate your voice so that uh, you get the script of the video or mm-hmm. the podcast. And if I forgot to say the word interstitial, what a fantastic word, um, in a sentence, I could type in that word. Mm-hmm. And, and it would it just, would, it would just sound like... It adds a little bit of a robotic hum intentionally so because they don't want to become known as the company that lets you fake voice other people. <laughs> but for just right. a word here or there, no one's going to notice. Yeah. So it's a really, really good tool. Really. Yeah, it's really a really good tool. Helpful. It also does have the ability to do the the small form clips if you want it. You can clip out um, exactly what you want and create, you know, the, the Facebook graphics where it's showing the words while the sound is playing, or you can just use the little the little videos, but we use that to then move it over into blog post and recreate that content um, there. So it's a good, it's a good little tool. Yeah. So the downside of long form 
how, how much time do you guys take to prep a show and who does the prep? It varies from show to show. Um, you know, we do have the like, what, what at first we were like, this is going to be really scary, but then we realize it's what we do every week anyway. Sometimes we do ask us anything. So there is zero prep because mm-hmm. um, we can just turn on and say, come talk guys. Um, yeah. So other than setting up the live and, and pre-scheduling it and, at, you know, putting the ad in the email and doing all of that, there's zero. Eric and I show up 15 minutes before beforehand. Um, when we do something a little bit more involved, like the, we started doing tours of customer homes and that one we've gotten, Mm. we started with that of doing, it was just a PowerPoint and we would go through and say, here's what they changed and here's pictures. Um, so obviously we had to go take the pictures and which we would have done anyway, but there was the time to go into, to create a, you know, prospect facing version of their new floor plan, highlighting the changes. and putting that stuff together. So that can take a few hours, but now we've gotten a little bit more advanced and we're actually doing um, video tours. Like with live remotes. Well, no, they're not live um, because that, uh, that's way too, I would never ask a customer to go live. It's <laughs> way right. too scary. Well, I didn't realize the customer is there. Yeah, I thought the customer's gave- not there. We go out to the customer's home. Our, our professional videographer goes out um, to the customer's home and he creates a video that's a tour of their house. So it's them either with um, Kelsey on our marketing team or their salesperson, if, they're, if their salesperson is willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And they walk through the entire home and talk about how did you change this from the basic, from, from what the plan started at, what changes did you make? What colors did you pick? What's your favorite part of the house? And they go start on the outside and go room to room. And so then on the lives, what we do is clip those into little segments. So we'll play the segment and then Eric and I will come back on and um, talk about, you know, show pictures of that room without the, you know, so it's not just video and show the floor plans and talk about that. Those are a little bit more involved, um, obviously, because we're producing that video, but we can use that video otherwise as well. Um, So those take maybe five to six hours of, of prep. And then you've got to two VPs, you know, senior VP and, and me on the, on, on live, you know, for probably about an hour and a half. So it's, you know, two hours out of our Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is a time investment, but it's been so worth it. So there came a point, well, a couple of points over the last 18 months where you were tasked with reducing the amount of interest in your product. <laughs> And I cannot do it. And and you cannot do it in particular. I guess I'd rather not put words in your mouth. Talk to me about some of the reasons why you feel like it's not, it's not been successful to ratchet back interest. Well, I mean, I I think just generally the market, it's very hard. Um, And, you know, we were, we were faced with a situation of, um, you know, customers who, when, when everything changed with COVID and it's so easy to telecommute now, you know, you can work from home and not have to worry about it. We had this surge of customers who were kind of like, they were in our funnel and we were all thinking they were going to build five years from now. Who we were like, well, I can just build now. Uh, Cause it doesn't matter where I live. The commute's not an issue anymore. And yeah, it just keeps, it just keeps coming, Kevin. I don't, I don't really know why I can't stop it. I think, I, well, you know, I think we have some, an some of it is the community and the content the and education. I mean, if yeah. I, if you were thinking about building on your own lot, Til- mm-hmm. Tilson is the best educational resource um, in particular with video, but, but not just with video yeah. to learn about that process. 
Yeah, we are doing, you know, some of our competitors are doing seminars, but they're gated. They're not live. They're not, you know, they're not open. You've got to make your appointment for Zoom and it's just just their little audience. So yeah, we definitely are a great resource. Um, we have had a couple people who watch our videos who are actually building with other people because we don't build in their area. So that's mm-hmm. an interesting dynamic when they're like, my builder did blah, blah, blah. And we're like, I don't, I don't see you in our system. Oh, I'm not building with you. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there is that aspect. And I think we've just built, like people say they, they know us, like they feel like they know Eric and I, and that's, that's very weird. Cause I used to be able to walk into a sales center and just like disappear into the wall, which as an introvert is, is my preference. And now we walk in and people are like looking at you and they're, they're doing that sideways. I know you kind of glance and people took pictures of me. It was really weird. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that is definitely contributing. Yeah, when I went out to visit um, and you guys were taking me through your your showroom uh, model centers, mm-hmm. the salespeople all, because you had you had this content also playing in yes. some form yeah, of it's on the TVs. system on the televisions, which again, just like with online salespeople, whenever those people are, are able to interact with customers in real life, they're always like, oh my gosh, you're a real person. It's so great. You know? It's a, it's mm-hmm. another transition point of you spent all this time online with us. Now you walk into our physical space and here's Eric and Don again on the TV, the same potential videos that you were watching before. But I remember asking the salespeople, like, do people comment about that? Or do they actually watch that? They're like, oh yeah, they do. And, and Eric is frequently yeah. recognized. You're frequently recognized. Um, people swear they've watched every single video. Um, which is, that's a lot. I feel, I feel like I need to apologize to them when they say that because that's a lot of time to spend with us. Yeah. So so one of the things I would love to hopefully be able to do for those listening is to get a better sense of how long and how many, and and the answer is going to be different for everyone in terms of how many times do I need to do this before I can feel like it is worth it? So it's been a while now, but do you get a, do do you remember it all? Like, was it, was it five episodes, 10 episodes, 20 episodes in where you were like, this is definitely something we're never going to stop doing because it's gained enough momentum that, that there's like this feedback loop as a marketer, Mm -hmm. as an owner of a company that you're like, okay, I, I I now have the energy to keep, keep going. Yeah. I'm, I probably, it took a few months because I understand we started thinking it was going to be temporary because we all mm-hmm. thought, you know, this was to replace our in-person seminars because you couldn't have more than 10 people together. And yep. what's the point? Um, so we we kept thinking it's temporary. Everybody's going to go back to work. Um, so I think we started it thinking, oh, we'll be done with this in May. Like we started March 2020. Nobody's going to come after May 2020. And as Texas started to reopen, and people started going back to work. We're like, people are going to eventually stop watching. And that's when we'll stop doing this. And they've just never stopped watching. Um, so I, I think we we came to the conclusion probably about November that this wasn't November of 2020, that this wasn't something that was was going to stop um, because I, I don't think our customers would accept it. Um, you know, they, they really, they still show up. They miss us when we don't broadcast. Uh, they ask if we're okay. Um, so and they, I, they've, they've been demanding merch, right? So you're creating. <laughs> yeah. See, now I got to backtrack a little bit on our brand because we have people who like want to buy, like they asked us to put together a store so they can buy Tilson merch. Like they, they now are very passionate about our brand and it's the weirdest thing. Cause I never thought like, 
nobody cared. Like you couldn't pay me to wear Deer Horton. Sorry, Deer Horton. But <laughs> my last two houses have, have been them. Like no way am I wearing their shirt and uh-huh. being like, I live in their house. But we have created this just weirdness that that's what they want. They, they, they want our cups. They want to buy our Yeti. I'm like, this is a Yeti. Do you know how much this costs? You don't want to buy a Yeti with my, my logo on it. Like crazy. And they're like, no, we want to, they wanted, let's see, they asked for welcome mats, um, all kinds of weird stuff. And this is the, this is my, my final point. And then I'll ask if you have any other final thoughts and we'll, we'll wrap it up. But, um, that is something that cannot be easily copied. One of the things Mm -hmm. I feel like marketers should always be looking for is not the thing that is easily done by other people. I mean, originally, originally, marketing uh, digitally versus not in the newspaper or radio, it it was necessary, one, because Mm -hmm. of the environment we were in, but also it was something that other builders simply were not willing to do. And that gave you an edge. Online sales, same thing. Right. Um, And and this this is creating an actual community is way harder but ultimately more valuable than just getting really good at screaming at people. Right. Yeah. And so even if DR Horton in uh, decided to do an on your lot division uh, purely in Texas to take Don out because she just dogged them on the podcast. Bring uh, it. <laughs> front, in front of 400 people. Uh, yeah, exactly. Bring it because there's not an amount of money that they can pay to create instant community. And you mm-hmm. now have a multi-year head start on any other builder who wants to create an, an actual authentic community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely kind of talk about, we don't know if we're just braver or dumber than, than other people that we, we do what we do. It's, it's some magic, magic mix of both, but I, I'm not, you know, it, it is something that's difficult to copy. So kind of figure out what, what your thing is, um, you know, what can you do better, better than anybody else? And what is, you know, what is your, your spot? I don't know that we could have done this if we weren't already, you know, a nine, we've been doing this for 90 years. We're already viewed as just the expert in the field. We already, when we started, we were just using the seminars that we had already developed for our locations. It's just, there were only five. So then we had to start making up other <laughs> stuff. Um, and then we figured out, oh, Hey, we can repeat cause it's new people and it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's been very surprising what, what the results have been. And it's been, it's been fun. It's a fun trip. Well, this conversation has been fun. Don, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for hopping on again. One of the rare, Absolutely. eventually, just like you said, we, we will have people back. We've had a couple of people emailing recently, like, are you going to have so-and-so on again? Yes, we will. I, there was, you know, I'm eccentric if you haven't figured that out yet. Uh, <laughs> and so one of the things ab- about that eccentricity when it comes to the podcast was I want to try to get as many new or different voices out there. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like until, until like we Pokemon all of these people and catch them all on the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to do the easy thing for us would be to just po- tap people on the shoulder again, constantly. But Don was someone where I was like, we're, we got to break the rule because this is just such a, a great person to have on and talk about this. Well, and a lot's happened since the last time I was on. So. I, I know that's the other thing that's weird. And we've been doing this long enough. It's probably been what, two years? Yeah. That's insane. All right, Ten everyone. Minutes. Thanks again for, for joining us, Don. We'll see you again soon, I'm sure. And uh, thanks again for hopping on. Yeah. Thank you for having me.